This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Before the fall on Thursday, stock market bulls were just giddy with self-confidence. It was the type of unbalanced consensus that you would see at a major top. The rally from the low had the technical feel of being a B-wave rally. I could dig out the textbook for the formal definition, but B-waves are phony. There is no fundamental support for the rally other than the air that the Fed has blown into this market. That makes it a bubble when the airflow stops, it deflates. The Buffett indicator has generated a sell signal. Bullish consensus had gotten bulletproof with the trade talk having become that this was a never-ending ride to the sky with the help of the Fed. I think that the Fed has signaled approval for inflation. That would bring a shift to hard assets and the stock market is not hard. U.S. debt relative to GDP has reached World War II levels and is going to worsen further as lots more debt will be added. I think the value of the dollar will be threatened. Republicans may hope that Joe Biden gets elected so that they can blame all that is coming on him. Polls narrowed slightly, but Biden is still favored to win. The chaos heading up to Election Day and potentially past it is not likely to call many markets. The chart has the look of a rising wedge, and when the trend is broken, there's no real support until the March low. If it is an irregular B-wave, the March low will go out as C fails. The economic recovery in the United States appears to hit the level for a pause button for now. They have a vaccine built into the market. I doubt that a vaccine will do the wonders that some think that it will. Overseas, both Brazil and Australia confirmed economic recessions. The global economy is still slowing. On the grains. I was taking my aunt to the eye doctor Wednesday, which was the first time she'd been out of the retirement home in a while. We were driving by some very brown corn, and she commented, it looked like October at harvest. Yes, it does. If she can see that the corn suffered a premature death, one would think that the Chicago border trade and USDA might notice. Soybeans are dying now like the corn before it. With rain coming next week, it's too little too late to save much. Highs are forecast in the 90-degree range again this weekend will end yield potential for soybeans. I am thinking that the U.S. corn crop will end near 170 bushel per acre than 180 and that the soybean yield could be sub-50. It will take the combines rather than the USDA to reveal how bad it is. Corn fill has ended and we are now in dry down. Nothing more is going into the ears. Soybeans will not have enough life yet to fill pods with beans bigger than BBs. Dry conditions in the Mato Grosso may delay planting there, which set things on their back foot from the start. And then there is demand. Large weekly export sales were expected and delivered by USDA on Thursday. I think that China is just getting warmed up and is ready to buy the U.S. corn and soybean carryover down to pipeline supply again. On the hogs, 53.6 thousand metric tons of pork was sold for export, 28.7 thousand metric tons to China, and 14.7 thousand metric tons to Mexico. That was something. Pork packers have gotten a larger than healthy share of the distribution of the value of pork due to industry structure. This is likely unsustainable as hog producers cannot continue to see equity drained. They can only produce hogs at a loss for so long. This is somewhat different from the beef industry, however, as there are plenty of dollars from beef for all the industry to share. The gross value of pork, however, is not as high as for beef. Pork prices have struggled because of oversupply. 
The industry expanded in order to capture a larger share of the export market. U.S. pork is the cheapest in the world, and U.S. exports have never been stronger. Yet the industry is not getting paid enough, so hog producers are not profiting. So far, enlarged pork exports have not brought profitability to hog producers. On cattle, the beef holidays are finished after this weekend until Christmas. Given heavy carcass weights, there's still a large front-end supply of long days on feed cattle being pushed into some kind of void in the market that was created by sharply lower placements last spring. What is now feared is that a surge of drought-related placements is going to create another wall of fed cattle for the current one to run into. Feedlots will get one backlog of fed cattle marketed and then have to start on another. Ranchers had begun to cull herds in 2019 as the beef cow herd declined by 370,000 head. They're expecting to cull the herd further again this year, meaning the beef herd is contracting. The severe drought in the western half of the country, reaching into the Plains states, will give this liquidation a boost. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.